Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and preseason game number two is in the books. I am recording this live after the game in the MetLife Stadium press box, actually in one of the PA booths up at the press box level here at MetLife, overlooking the brand new turf here. And tonight, the Giants come out with a win, 21-19 over the Carolina Panthers, and from the perspective of Brian Dable and Joe Shane and the rest of Team Brass, I don't think they could have been more pleased with the way their starting offense came out, their defense caught fire, first team, and uh, they finished out the first half, to me, very impressively when you consider uh, this was kind of their dress rehearsal because I don't believe that we're going to see many starters next Saturday night against the New York Jets in the preseason finale. Uh, so what did we see? Well, I think it has to start and end with Daniel Jones and Darren Waller and this first-team offense. First drive, Daniel Jones, 8 of 9, 69 yards, a touchdown to Daniel Bellinger. And let's be honest, this is exactly what we've seen from this offense for most of the summer, save the first of the two joint practices in Detroit last week, which, as I told you, I think the Giants were caught a little bit by the speed and the aggressiveness with which the Lions played. Uh, and that's something you figure out in that first joint practice. Teams practice differently. They practice at different speeds. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the talent or the approach or philosophy or anything else. It's just the way teams practice. And the Lions came out much more aggressively than the Giants did in that first joint practice. So maybe Daniel Jones hits one or two of those plays, as we said last week, to Waller, and it's a different story. But the Giants came back roaring, uh, no pun intended, with the Lions, and looked very good on day two. Daniel Jones did not play in the preseason opener, which is pretty much the case for most of the starters. Uh, and then we come to tonight. Well, Jones got the start. He played one series. It was predetermined that he was going to play, but they did not know how long he would play, maybe a series or two, depending on things went. The Giants offense did not need to see anything beyond that first series. Jones went eight of nine, first three passes to Darren Waller, a six-yard gain, a 12-yard gain, and then another what would have been a big gain and Von Bell popped Waller as soon as he caught the ball uh, and caused uh, 
what will go down as an incomplete pass. Maybe it was a drop. I'm sure Waller believes that he should have had it. Uh, but that was the only incomplete for Daniel Jones and the entire drive. They followed that incomplete up with a 13-yard gain to Paris Campbell. Uh, then had a little bit of a botched shovel pass to Jalen Hyatt. It was a loss of three. Uh, but Andrew Thomas really got caught out of position. He ended up having to push uh, one of the defenders into Hyatt. Uh, then there was a Daniel Jones run for six yards on third and seven. Jones to Waller for 12, then Jones to Isaiah Hodgins for 20. Hodgins, relatively quiet summer, but I think the Giants know what they have in him. I mean, the guy went for over 100 yards against Patrick Peterson in the win over the Vikings in the playoffs. So Isaiah Hodgins knows his role in this offense. Uh, He's kind of that steady guy out there who makes plays. So Hodgins for 20, then first and goal from the nine. Jones to Campbell for five. And then I want to go back and look at the schematic of the touchdown in the red zone. I mean, the biggest difference between previous regimes and what the Giants did last year, and obviously it's carried over this summer and it carried over tonight, is their work in the red zone is really on par with the best teams in the NFL. Uh, Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, uh, all of the schematics that they put in uh, and then the presence of Darren Waller down at the goal line. Uh, they ran Waller up a little bit into the end zone, completely cleared out the the front, the left front of the end zone for Dan- Daniel Bellinger. Easy pitch and catch for Daniel Jones, uh, showing that 12 personnel. You know, there's going to be that a lot of 12 personnel with Waller and Bellinger as the two tight ends. But that 12 personnel is just as easy as number 12. Darren Waller was spectacular again tonight, um, and you can see why the Giants are ecstatic to have him here uh, and why they will likely put him in bubble wrap until September 10th when the Cowboys come here to MetLife Stadium. Uh, Look, so much has been made about Daniel Jones and what he can and can't do, the $160 million contract, the $82 million over the first two years guaranteed, the commitment the Giants made, what effect they had that had on Saquon Barkley and his negotiations, all of that stuff. If you're a Giants fan and you watch Daniel Jones tonight. Now look, Carolina didn't play Brian Burns, their star pass rusher. Uh, they may have had a couple other guys up front out, but they had their secondary on the field. These were their starters, and the Giants really were not only calculated and strategic on their drive uh, to open the game with a touchdown, but they were, I mean, they sliced through them. I mean, they really, the way they put together that drive, it was about as good as they could possibly imagine. Uh, And you didn't have Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was held out of tonight's game. Uh, I don't think you'll see him until Dallas. Uh, It's just the way things are set up. But Again, when you come away that first drive and you see the way Daniel Jones threw the ball, the way Darren Waller and Paris Campbell had an impact, uh, you you have to feel great about where this offense is. You showed things that you have shown all summer in practice that have worked against your defense, and then tonight uh, Carolina couldn't stop them. I mean, you almost got the feeling that if the Giants' first-team offense played tonight – uh, they would get in the end zone every time they they 
went on the field. I mean, that's just the way it felt. Um, and they were surgical. You know, Daniel Jones was tremendous. Uh, so you have to feel great. That, that's the biggest takeaway for tonight. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, sack, a QB hit, and another QB hit on the final play of the drive that turned out to be Bryce Young's last drive. You know, it's very weird. You know, you, you look at these at these games in the preseason and, you know, Wink Martindale certainly did not bring the house against Bryce Young that he would have during the regular season. I don't think there's any question. So you spent a lot of the first drive and a half of Thibodeau dropping back into coverage. You know, it's obvious that Wink was trying to work on something, that they wanted to work on things schematically. Uh, but then that drive, what Thibodeau did to Iki Aquanu. Now, remember, Thibodeau went five in last year's draft, Aquano went six, and Evan Neal went seven. Uh, Thibodeau just dominated Aquano uh, on that series. We know how the Jets dominated the Panthers last week uh, with their second-team pass rush. Uh, but it was almost like Thibodeau was shot out of a cannon. His QB hit, the play after the sack, was even more impressive of a pass rush than the one he got a sack on. So uh, you have to feel good about Kayvon Thibodeau. I didn't buy into the whole um, keep it real meeting that, uh, you know, Wink Martindale has with his defense. You know, I didn't buy into the idea that he was calling out Kayvon. Uh, I think he was. He knows who he has on his team, and he need, he knows who which guys need to raise their level of play. Uh, and the Giants need Kayvon to step up his game and get to the point where you know he has the kind of impact that can draw attention away from Dexter Lawrence and make sure that they can you know have two players that teams are worried about. So. I think that, I think Jalen Hyatt, you know, big moment for the rookie, drops his drops the pass from Tyrod Taylor across the middle, uh, kind of got tied up with his hands extending, trying to catch the ball, dropped it, believes he should have caught it. Next play, catches Eric Rowe, the safety sleeping, uh, faked the post route, then went to more of a corner route, was wide open in the end zone. Great throw by Tyrod Taylor to get it to Hyatt. He catches it. I asked Jalen about his uh, celebration and even know what it was. I called it a moment of zen. He said he just blanked out, sat down, went crisscross applesauce, and then decided to, you know, he kind of looked like he was asking for a little zen uh, in that situation. He said he probably won't do that again. So that was a big plus. Evan Neal, John Michael Schmitz played very well tonight, I thought. Uh, Neal had one play that went against him. It was le last play of the half. He got caught with a little bit of a twist. Tyrod Taylor ended up getting sacked. I think Tyrod should have gotten the ball out. Uh, so it was kind of a, an unfair blemish against Neal. But Neal coming off the concussion and not really practicing much this week uh, really stood tall. So that's where we're at. We'll get uh, another podcast at the beginning of the week. But if you're the Giants and you leave here tonight, I think the Giants fans have to feel very good about where they are two weeks from Sunday night getting ready to play the Cowboys uh, here opening night, Sunday night football. 
if the Giants bring this kind of effort from their offense, uh, I think you're going to see something uh, a very competitive game, exactly what the Giants hope for. So we'll see. Long way to go until then. But leaving here tonight, feeling very good about what I saw from the Giants offense, Daniel Jones and Darren Waller in particular. Uh, everybody have a great night. Enjoy the wrap-up and check out all the coverage this weekend. And we'll be back very soon with another edition of All In. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.